This is the London Live Podcast. Listen live weekdays from 1 to 3 on 980 CFPL. Joining us right now to talk about that and kind of the feelings that we can all get and have to be dealing with in the next little while is Dr. Marcia Sirota. Dr. Sirota, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. When we look at the fear of the unknown, where would that rank among fears? That's a big one because when we don't know what's going to happen, we start to imagine the worst. Yeah, we don't, we don't always, uh, being human beings, we don't usually imagine the best if we have the unknown, do we? We always kind of turn to that worst side. Yes, it's part of human nature. It's, it's kind of a defense mechanism to protect ourselves or to prepare ourselves, but it doesn't do that. It actually just makes us feel bad. Well, if we're dealing with the fear of the unknown and if we're finding that we're feeling bad because you just allow yourself to do it, a lot of times when it gets dark or in the middle of the night, those are when those fears can kind of kick up. What do you recommend we do? I think there are a number of things we have to do. First of all, we have to get the reputable information. So not going onto Facebook or social media and, uh, you know, reading about the gossip, because that's going to just make us feel worse. But reading the reputable news outlets, the uh, research and uh, the public health messages, just to get the information that's valid and current. And then the other thing we need to do is take care of our mental health as much as we take care of our physical health. We need to try to meditate, breathe deeply, um, do some calming exercises, and just try to not focus on the worrying. And also take some time away from social media so that we're not always being inundated from frightening messages, especially not before bedtime, because sleep is also an important aspect of mental well-being. We're talking with Dr. Marcia Sirota psychiatrist, author, founder of the Ruthless Compassion Institute. Sometimes Dr. Sirota will hear recommendations to, you know, do some breathing exercises or do some yoga or some relaxation exercises. And for anybody who hasn't tried them, they might say, oh, come on, what's that going to do? What does it do? It actually changes our physiology and our psychology because breathing has everything to do with the oxygenation of our brain. And so when we do these breathing exercises, we change the way we bring oxygen into our brain and we release carbon dioxide from our system. And it actually does help us physically and emotionally relax. And also, gentle stretching like yoga. Don't forget, yoga's been going on for thousands of years. There's some science to it. And again, that helps to calm our minds and help our bodies be healthier. When we talk about dealing with what's on, whether it's social media or whether it's someone will call and say, oh, you know what, I heard about this. I heard this is happening and this is happening. Is there a way to kind of deal with the the sensation that comes from an uh uh-oh moment like that? You know, it's very frightening times because things are evolving so quickly and it is a, a kind of a big unknown. So we have to avoid getting caught up in the gossip. 
we need to go for those reputable sources of information and try to avoid as much as we can that fear-mongering because it will play into our natural tendency toward anxiety. Because we've got an opportunity now maybe that we've never had before. When we were dealing with an outbreak like SARS in 2002 and 2003, you didn't have the ability to see some kind of information, not vet that information, and just go, oh, that's interesting, retweet or share, and away it goes. Now we've got that power, and it's a power we don't really think too much about. And there are pros and cons to the rapid dissemination of information because we can get information at a much quicker rate, but we can also get a lot of disinformation, and we have to be very careful about what we're taking in because it's like eating junk food. If you take in too much frightening or upsetting information, it will give you emotional indigestion, just like eating too much junk food will give you physical indigestion. We're talking with Dr. Marcia Sirota, psychiatrist and someone who has dealt with a lot of the feelings that can be accompanied with what we're going through right now, as a matter of fact. And it's not the easiest time in the world, but Dr. Sirota, do you have any overall advice that you'd like to give to us? I think we have to avoid going to extremes. Try not to panic you know, do all the things we know we need to do, like social distancing or isolating ourselves, making sure we wash our hands regularly and for the right amount of time, and also not being in denial and trying to pretend that everything is okay. We have to find that middle ground where we're rational and sensible and responsible. And then also we have to let go of trying to control our lives because right now we can't control things and we have to just sort of accept this new reality and try to go with it. And remember that worrying doesn't do us any good. It doesn't pr protect us from anything, doesn't prevent anything, and it doesn't prepare us for anything. It just makes us feel as though the bad thing had already happened. So we need to try to maintain a, a state of the most calm possible, and that will also help our physical well-being. Dr. Sharota, thank you so much for all the advice today. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Take care. As far as the scam situation goes, we've got an opportunity where you've got to be vigilant. If anybody is calling you and offering you anything in particular, what you want to make sure is that what it is is something you actually need. What it is is helpful because you want to wait and make sure that the you know, the money or whatever it is they're asking for is something real. And chances are if they're asking you for money, it's not real. There is no reason for you to have to pay money. In fact, a lot of disposable income among Canadians and among other people around the world just happens to be staying exactly where it is right now, which is in pockets. And it's going to be up to us to kind of keep track of what we would normally spend. And this might be one of those unique things. And it might not be much money. But let's say you do treat yourself to a dinner out once a month. It's going to be important to look at how we make use of that money once all of this is behind us because there are going to be small businesses who are hurting who you would normally just be supporting simply by going out and saying hey i feel like having that dinner out this month and i think i'm going to go here and i'm going to have that dinner 
and instead we're probably not going to be doing that for the next little while or if you go and buy flowers at the same flower shop every week you're not going to be out buying those flowers so you're going to want to make a change to that let's see if we have monica with us right now monica how are you i'm good thank you and yourself mike Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us on London Live. We want to talk a little bit about scams because you hate to see people trying to take advantage of a situation. But when it comes to things like scams, what is it that we have to be on the lookout for or aware of? Well, just be aware that people are really going to be creating a lot of um, fake content, um, looking for, for example, products that people are really um, interested in buying and trying to turn that into an opportunity to make money or just to um, pro- provide false information to people and so add to the stress and the anxiety of what's going on. Now, in this case, do you expect people to be asking for money or would they be asking for information? It depends. So what we're seeing a lot of is um, like fraudulent health products. So they're making false product claims, um, even though, you know, there's no vaccines or drugs to prevent coronavirus. So they are, there is that going on. So false websites that are made and then promising all these cures, which don't exist. Or also then there is money being asked for when it comes to charities, for example, So some scam emails try to con people into donating to fake fundraising efforts, claiming that they're a government program and they're developing a corona vaccine. So we really just need to be aware, are we supporting um, established organizations or are we getting caught up with something that potentially could be a scam? You actually have a scam tracker at BBB.org. And one of the other things you've seen has to do with face masks. What are people doing with face masks? Yeah, so there's numerous reports about websites claiming to sell face masks online. um, And people are wanting to find a lot of these products. So the best way to avoid getting scammed is just to buy it directly from a seller that you know and you can trust because these websites are saying that they sell them, but then people purchase them, the products never show up, and then basically they've lost their money. And also the prices and sometimes are quite exorbitant. We're talking right now with Monica Braz from the Better Business Bureau. And Monica, one final thing. If we go to bbb.org slash scam tracker, can we find information on things like this? Absolutely. So the way that Scam Tracker works is it will track any scams that are in your local area. So you can put in your postal code and see what's happening. Or you can also just search for a specific scam. If you're maybe concerned that you're getting caught up in something, search for that scam and see if you can find similar um, things going on in North America. And then that way you know if it's something that potentially is not legitimate. Well, Monica, thank you so much for being so vigilant and for being so quick to getting on top of this and giving us an opportunity to see where some of these scams are coming from and what to watch out for. Face masks, certainly fake charities and fraudulent health products. You already have evidence of those being out there. Uh, Please uh, let us know if you get any more information on any other scams. Thanks for the time today. Thanks so much. Joining us right now on London Live is Nicole Sharma, 
who has been abroad. And, Nicole, I guess the first question is, are you still abroad? Um, no, next Friday on March 27th. I've moved it up to this Saturday. Okay, you've, you've moved it up. So tell us a little bit about what your life has been like being so far away from home as this has begun to develop. Well, originally, being a student, I don't have 24-hour access to media. Um, so it was pretty calm. The UK was pretty calm. It wasn't until Trump and his closure of the border that things started to get crazy as an international here. Um, like I said, we were already breaking for a month, so many of us are picked to fly home for Easter. Um, but right we're kind of left with the decision of, like, do we even go? Do we stay? Do we pack up all of our rooms? Like, we're all kind of sitting all of our summative. Um, we still have... Well, still hasn't stopped. Just moved to online. Yeah, that's right. So, would there be a chance that you would still have to write final exams in person? Because a, a lot of university and college students are kind of hearing that around here right now. Very similar thing in the UK. Um, they're still posted. I only know moved to online. And the rest they're not until March thirtieth. Think they're going to move as opposed to in person. I still have a round so I kind of plan on coming back because I, my whole life is here for the last years, so it's kind of all up in a week. Yeah, wow. We are talking with Nicole Sharma. Nicole, I don't know, let's try one more thing. Is there a window anywhere nearby that you could walk toward just because that'll help out the signal as well? We're yeah, talking with so Nicole so. Sharma. She is She's in the U.K. and is a student, and as Nicole says, her entire life is in the uk right now but they're trying to figure out what exactly to do have you heard the call that the prime minister has recommended anyone who happens to be abroad who is canadian come home yes no no i've heard that so it's kind of impacted uh, whether or not i'm going to think because i know checks are a little bit more um as well as some of my hadn't originally planned to travel before or even in life the prices are now actually trying to figure out what a lot of for everyone here yeah now is this a case where people are expressing fear in any way or frustration in any way or are you still in kind of a wait and see um we're definitely kind of afraid of like what acts like if we're going to back like if it's like we're not going to even be able to get half of stuff until august um also financial air Canada. Can't, you can't cancel it for a refund, and they produce significantly. I was looking at almost $3,000 to get up um, to leave earlier. Well, Nicole, maybe we can check in with you at a later date, but good luck with everything, and I guess the, the message stays the same whether you're in Canada or in the U.K. Just stay vigilant and certainly watch out for other people around you and uh, and just make sure that they're being taken care of as well and here's hoping everything sorts itself out for you thanks so much for being a part of london live today no problem thanks you've been listening to the london live podcast catch the show live on weekdays from one to three